This is Simon Torres, Arsenal supporter of Charm City Gooners. You are listening to the DU Football Show, and I'm here to tell you that it could be worse. You could be an Everton fan. Oh, we did okay this weekend. <laughs> That's mean. I didn't do that one. Do you want to be? Want me to be funny? Yeah, I mean, I'd like you to be funny. Why was Cinderella so bad at soccer? I don't know why. She kept running away from the ball. <laughs> okay. Just, I'm going to report that for harassment. <laughs> Abby, let's start the show. Born in the land of Bowie, Maryland. Bred to be a fan of fucking Everton. Punch you in the eye and drink your rye. Sam Houston. Sam Houston? Arsenal fans have another Sam. Right AA, the fucking Gooner Graham. Smoke of a lord. Look straight in shorts. Sam Graham. Sam Graham. Hello and welcome to the DU Football Show, a completely biased recap of the English Premier League is sold by two common American schmucks. I am your host, Sam Houston, and across the way, back with his favorite trusty cup. Mr. Samuel Graham. Sammy, how you doing, buddy? Oh, not bad, thanks. I'm good. I, I, I did ask you right as you were getting ready to sip. I guess you thought I was going to fill longer. Like, I typically don't. You know, I make the line, and then I welcome you. And then when I welcome you, I ask, how you doing? Why'd you try to take a sip? I just wanted to take a sup, uh, sip from my Keith. I mean, cup. <laughs> That's all. We're recorded at the EU Public House just outside the nation's capital. You can check us out wherever you get your podcast. And of That's course, clever. Stitch us or watch us streaming stitch live us. on just to see all this shit. Fucking all this social media shit is driving me insane. You got so much riz. <laughs> watch us on X. Yeah, exactly. Watch us wherever you uh, get your streaming services every single Monday night as well. Should you want to chat with us, there is many ways that you can. Mr. Graham, tell the good people how they can get in touch. You can tweet us on X if you want at the football show. <laughs> Yep, more of that, please. Uh, yeah. Extra buttons. Yeah, Why? it's it's actually at do you sh- uh, football do you show. It's actually at. <laughs> we are fucked up. Yeah. Do you guys want to reset and do it all over again? No, no this is this brilliant. Is brilliant. <laughs> uh, it's at do football show on all the social medias, of course, uh, including X. Uh, and uh, dfootballshow at gmail.com to get in touch via email. Let it let it go in forever in lore. The moment that all three of us fucked, fucked up in, in one sentence. Like, normally, uh, normally it's like me, and then you guys mock me, and then, like, later on in the show, you all fuck up, and I have to point it out. But it was like, just everybody was just like, like, bam, bam, bam. He'd be like, oh, you fucked up? I can fuck up better than you. No, no, no. I can fuck up even better. Hey, no, I'm the king yeah. of fuck ups. Uh, Christian, Taylor, I'll do your work for you spider-man meme make it happen <laughs> i fucked up? up no you, you fucked up no you, you fucked up, up. <laughs> say myself both work in the wine and spirit industry and both have a deep passionate love for all things distilled spirits so as the red-blooded americans we are we vow to have a drink in our hand throughout this show and every single show mr graham gotta clean out that closet because we got more whiskey we to bring more in whiskey coming that's what we drink right. tonight uh so we've got arbolores uh highland single malt scotch whiskey uh a bunad um, matured in Spanish Oloroso sherry butts, uh, bottled straight from the cask at 61.1% by volume. That's 122.2. If you're counting at home, this is batch number 58, non-chill filtered. Uh, Highland single malt scotch. Mm-hmm. It is fucking delicious. I really like, um, up until, I don't know. It's like three years ago, I think it was on the top 20. Say maybe two or three years ago. I'd never really even seen cast strength single malt available. Right. And I don't know if it's a result of kind of the the bourbon boom and the and the single barrel at, at the retail level um that a lot of people were doing yeah that scotch went oh fuck we're kind of being phased out almost like the invention of monkey shoulder was because jack daniels was taking over the uk right where they go we need something sweeter that's mixable so let's blend single malts together to find this profile and monkey shoulder was created right we're, so i don't right. know if they're like we're losing american market share because of this bourbon boom and this cash strength and single barrel kind of landscape that we live in but now, I mean, what do we have? Two single malt scotches at cast strength on this year's list. Um, we've also, and then this one, obviously, from a few years ago. Uh, all of you did a, a barrel pick of Glenacky. Mm-hmm. Um, still got that as in the well, closet. yeah. Which uh, which was a cast strength. So that's been actually really cool to see. Um, 
and then also I've got that cash strength cognac. So I, I wonder if that's a trend in Europe now that that wasn't there before. Obviously, there were, I'd never seen a demand for it, or or even seen them in the wild. McAllen and now all of a had, sudden uh, we have like five or six different that we can get our hands on every day almost. McAllen had discontinued their cash strength. Right. to be able to keep up with the demand of 12 and 18. Right. That they just stopped making their cash strength altogether. And now, yeah, you're right. Uh, the Scottish whiskey at cash strength, and um, <clears throat> small spoiler alert, a lot of that on this year's top 20 list. <laughs> That's what I said. Yeah. There's at least two of them. <clears throat> yeah, a lot. And uh, also uh, worth mentioning, by the way, everybody, just a little bit of a humble brag here. Uh, we need three. Yeah, because yeah, we've already got 17 of them handled. <laughs> allow us wow. allow us to say, as we always say, never, never, ever doubt our ability to get something that we fucking want. Yeah. My boss asked me about it this morning. I was like, yeah, that's where we're at. She was like, Jesus. And I was like, yeah, I've already got lines on the, all three of them, too. So we should be good. <laughs> yeah. The first. And that's 17 in hand, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, no, I'm sorry. 16 in hand, one in the mail. Yep. So, no, it's not, Sam. <laughs> it's actually it, Maryland legal because it's, oh, it's not product, available here. A product that's not oh, available perfect. here right, and it's good. bought through a retailer. So it is actually completely on the up and up legal. All right, dope. Bought it from the distillery directly. Awesome. Yep. Say allegedly it's in the mail. Yeah. No, no, no. It's 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 in the for mail the, for the YouTubes of the world. Yeah. Allowed to be in the mail. It depends on it, it depends on the state you live in, what your laws are in that state, and in the state of Maryland where we are. You can have things ordered in as long as it is not readily available in Maryland. Right. It's like Mel, get the credit card ready. We're going to, need to play for that, pay for that blue tick to stay on X. <laughs> Sam throwing out all this illegal activity. Heard, heard. <laughs> oh no! If you do something illegal, they give you a blue tick on X. Oh sweet! Yeah, hey. that's the new thing. Remember, grifters delight. Remember. <laughs> The man who said the frogs are gay is back on X. Oh, that's right. Yeah. The musketeer let him back in, didn't yep, he? He sure did. Wow. Well, but uh, this that's is... why you can now find us on threads. <laughs> <laughs> it's just the video is really skinny. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, this is this is a lovely whiskey. Like I said, it's I was delightful. Say it was it really is. Three the... list three years ago. Yeah, I recall it, even... it was right around a buck fifty, but well worth it. Even if they are just uh, sherry butts. Um, they still imparted a ton of flavor. Oh, it's very rich with the sherry. Yeah, it's is, it's excellent. This this despite screams. it not being a full barrel, because sherry butts obviously are just the end of the barrel. Yeah. Um, that get the the cap in the bottom. Yeah. That go on. Uh, we're just sherry, and then the 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 barrels are actually agitated a bit more, so they do interact with those butts a bit more. Mm. But so you're saying the butts twerk? Yeah, as they should. Dance, bitch. <laughs> Just watching on the video, you look at the butts and you go like that. There's a um, butt dance. What else should we always do, Mr. Graham? <laughs> always remember to tip your waitress. I mean, drink responsibly. <laughs> <Heard. laughs> the one bad part is it doesn't ting good. Mm -mm. Yeah, that's all right. We got we got two glasses. We'll make it ting. I got to, gray sweatpants on to see my ting. I was going to say, we're about to talk about ting tings, too. Uh, this is where uh, I we, fade out. We open with two clubs that are red hot when just a few weeks ago, there were major concerns for both. Bournemouth 3, Manchester United nil, West Ham 5. I'm sorry, Fulham 5, West Ham nil. Cherries are on fire right now. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the other part is they didn't need to be as good as they were to beat United. Oh, God, no, they didn't. Um, United were that bad. Uh, honestly, the, the Bournemouth came in and pretty much dominated the game, in my opinion. Um, what is it that Bournemouth's doing differently? Is it finally the system's working? Yeah, I just... think so. They finally, it, something clicked. They finally get it. Um, uh, he was obviously the second manager to use the trust the process slogan, uh, <laughs> but he did, and he's a philosophy-based manager. And what do you do? Do you double down or do you get somebody into Firestorm? The owners stuck with him after the that initial what eleven games or whatever in the last four or five weeks they've been playing excellent. They saw something in the performances that were worth sticking to. Yeah, and um and it's all coming good now. And all relatively easy goals for them. Oh too. yeah, I mean and Solanke, you look, you know, you expect him to be somewhere between six and ten a season or so. Yeah, I think he's already got seven, and we're yeah. not even to Christmas yet. Yeah, yeah, you know, and uh, so as long as they can stay fit, I mean, I I think now that they've been through that shaky period to start mm -hmm. they're going to be easily comfortable yeah i i do do not disagree now um 
Aaron, Eric Ten Problem Hag. is, is there's going to be a, va- a manager vacancy here soon, and the two that I'd be worried about are Ariola here mm-hmm. and Unai Emery. <laughs> because Ten Hag, as you're about to say, is in the hot seat. Well, here's the thing, though. It's So he wins manager of the month, and now people are calling for his job. But then you start to listen to some of the like the commentators and everything, and, the, and for the most part, United's like... We're not making a change. We've well, made too many changes. Like so we need part to worry the, about the ownership change over. Exactly like, that is is part of it is the ownership change. Part of it's they got a champion ride or die Champions League game on Wednesday with uh, Bayern Munich. Yeah. Um. And then they also have the uh, I think it's on Wednesday. I said that out loud and I'm not sure. It might be Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Um. No. This game was was this game Saturday or Sunday? This game was Saturday. Uh, then it might be Tuesday. Yeah. And then they've got Liverpool the weekend. Yeah. And do you want to make a change in the biggest week of your club season? You Probably not. You, you can't. can't. So that may be the only thing saving his job. It could be that the you know the ridiculous bit about the owner coming in and only buying twenty five percent of the club and being given the reins to the entire footballing side of it. He may want Ten Hag, or he may come in and say, you know, I need I'm negotiating with the guy I want. So you've got two games to convince me otherwise. Right. I don't know what it's going to be. Yeah. Who knows? Who really honestly And until knows? the takeover's done, do you want a caretaker for, you know, an undisclosed amount of time? Six, seven, eight, nine games. No, you don't. You don't. You want a caretaker manager for a game or two, I, you know, so they can't make a move until that ownership thing is done. What what is so just baffling and makes you want to bang your head against the wall is we talked about how fucking counterfeit goddamn United is and how mm-hmm. how unconvincing their wins were. And then they go off and they have a great game. I mean, a great game against Chelsea. And ultimately, we could say Chelsea's very young team and there's a lot for them to improve upon. But they really took it to them. And yeah. they're just like, really? This? This is what you're going to fucking offer your home supporters? A game like this against Bournemouth? Like, the first mistake you make, they score a goal, and you just give the fuck up? And it was only five minutes in. <clears throat> and but that's a, but that's, a, that's, that indicative, that's indicative of a lot of the players' attitudes that we've seen. Yeah, They've all got such chips on their shoulder for being United players that they're not playing for the shirt. It's so atrocious. Do you think that it's, you know, because we look back at, like, players like Pogba and Ronaldo and then, you know, right now Bruno Fernandes. Now, we knew Bruno Fernandes coming in was a bit of a prick, and we knew... Pogba was a bit of a prick, and we knew Ronaldo was self-absorbed. King of the pricks. <laughs> right, like, yeah. just very self-absorbed. But you look at all of that, <clears throat> and is it, are they becoming pricks because they're coming in and playing for United? Or does just United only look at talent and not think for a second, hey, these guys might be pricks? I don't even think they look at talent, yeah. necessarily. I think talent is secondary to commercial value. Just, United's yeah. worried about selling shirts. It's, it's insane. It's fucking insane. Yeah, man. which is why they have a collection of personalities that don't get on. It's it's, it's absurd. It's absolutely absurd. And the whole Jaden Sancho thing is absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, right. You yeah. know, but what like and Martial, he's gonna be end up being Manchester United's all time appearance leader after you know twenty four years with the club or something because he's perfectly content just. Sign a new contract. Fuck it. They're going to keep paying me. Yeah. Whatever. Doesn't matter. Score a few goals a season. Yeah. Because he keeps having to come in because they keep splashing cash on players that are dog shit or that that are only potential and don't actually come good that they end or fall out with the manager that they inevitably end up bringing him back into the team. Back to the cherries here. Do we think they're safe now? I mean, not officially. Right. Because the only three teams that are officially safe for Liverpool, Aston Villa, and Arsenal. <laughs> right. That have got the requisite points. So, uh, But <laughs> I think they're well on their way to safety now. I think there's this platform to build from, and and I would start to worry. If you all lost this weekend, I would have began to worry Yeah, that, that they're pulling away, and yeah. there's now another team that you can't overtake, that you can't drag back into it. Right. But um, the fact that Luton ended up losing again, which obviously we'll come on to later in the show, mm-hmm. and now you've created a bit of distance for yourselves. Um, yeah, I think Bournemouth can absolutely, you know, start to think that they're safe. But if they get complacent, they could get um, or complacent rather, yeah. they can drop right back into it. Because especially, just think about them. Just you know, three weeks ago, we were talking it. Well, f- more like four or five now, because they they've been good on the bump here for a while now. But we were talking about how. 
they were absolute dog shit with the three teams that got promoted. And you were just like, that was right when Everton had gotten the point deduction. You're like, well, Bournemouth's dog shit. You right. know? And they have completely turned it around recently. It's just very interesting to see. Absolutely. All right. It is. I got a piece of correspondence real quick. Oh, sure. Uh, my good friend uh, Bill, one of my coworkers, uh, texted me. He said, uh, I'm old, so I'm heading to bed, but just finished my first 20 minutes ever at D football show. Oh, fantastic. Nice. I need to start watching football. Chat soon. Good night. Sorry, <laughs> bud. It. Good night. Very good. Very fucking yeah, good. Yeah, awesome. So he won't hear this until he listens tomorrow, but... <laughs> Fulham, 16 goals in their last four matches and back-to-back 5-0 wins. Yeah, it's insane. I I mean, it's the curse of the commentator, isn't it? Yeah, well, of course. It's, it's yeah. <laughs> Graham, Graham gave Fulham all the motivation they needed. Yeah, of course. There's a question from the chat. Oh, sorry. Are you yeah. ready for that? No, yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, Jay wants to know, can Fulham beat Newcastle 5-0 this weekend, or do we have to wait until the next home game against Burnley on the 23rd? <laughs> I think as tired as Kieran Trippier looks, I think y'all can win six 0 And it, and and also the fact that they got to play Milan at home at Champions League, uh-huh. and then the week after that they got to play Chelsea in the League Cup in the quarters. Like I did I'd say, Fulham probably going to get a couple. It, don't look now. The marquee matchup of the League Cup. Is Fulham at Everton? Yeah, that's the marquee matchup yeah. now of the quarterfinals of yeah, the league. Hundred percent. They are absolutely the two most informed teams in that but, part of the tournament. But look at look at Fulham, you know, um, or look at Newcastle rather. I'm sorry, and how shattered the backline looked. Mm-hmm. Right, that's going to be a huge part of when we cover that game is how just fucking run into the ground everybody is because of all their injuries mm-hmm. and not many people coming back. They just got their first two players back in Sean Longstaff and um, Callum Wilson this weekend with their cameo appearances. Um, but they're they're in trouble and unless they get some help, they're in trouble. And that, Fulham could absolutely benefit from that. Do you want to mm-hmm. know the stat I heard today about Fulham's back to back five nils? What's that at home? is that that is the first time Fulham have scored three-plus goals in consecutive games at Craven Cottage since October of 1961. Wow! Yeah. (laughs) And 16. I actually did this math. They have scored. Hold on. I wrote it down to make sure I didn't forget it. Uh, 16 goals in in their last four or five games, whatever Mm -hmm. it is. They've scored 26 for the season. That's 65% of their goals for the season were in the last five games. Yeah. And they now only have three less than Spurs uh, goals scored on the season. Wow. And Spurs were top of the table for all about eight minutes. Yeah, so much so much for uh, Fulham can't score goals. Right. Well, see, now what I will say about Fulham is I am, you know, I'm happy for them that Jimenez came good again. Looks like he's getting his confidence back and he is going to continue to score goals. What I do worry about for Fulham and especially for people like Jay is I don't, I mean, it, it's been a while for you, but if you can remember back to when you were a young teenager mm-hmm. and you discovered your pee-pee for the first time <laughs> and you discovered that when you, you know, made a certain action. It felt good. Right. And then for the next two weeks, that's all you fucking did anytime you went in the bathroom. <laughs> so I'm worried that Fulham may have, uh, you know, the, let's say that the, the net might become a bit crusty. <laughs> and, and then once they realize what they're doing, they won't touch it again for a while yeah, yeah, because yeah. they're ashamed of themselves. <laughs> <laughs> like Copper, the old yeah. red rocket. He's <laughs> laying in the corner looking themselves. <laughs> um, I will say Fucking something. Fucking scabs all down the side of it. Shit. <laughs> something that's worth mentioning for uh, uh, Raul Jimenez finally scoring goals. Um, I wonder if maybe that's because of the partnership with Iwobi, because Iwobi has seemed to get bet in now with this Fulham side, and he's playing in half spaces that seem to be opening up a lot of opportunity in front of goal. Yeah, almost so, every goal that happens, he might not be the assist guy, but it's it starts he's involved with him. somehow. It is yeah, always him. So he's he's playing almost like a hybrid. It seems between Pedro Neto and Ruben Neves, yeah. which is when. Um, Raul Jimenez had his best days at Wolves when both of those guys were fit. Neto would be able to stretch the game. Ruben Neves would control the middle. Iwobi seems to do a little bit of both mm-hmm. um, from time to time, depending on how the play's going and what he's being asked to do, because he is relatively quick, you know, despite him, him starting to get a little bit older. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was never the fastest player, but he, he's quick enough to get away from he's people. Quick with the ball. Yeah, and he's very quick very with the quick ball, with absolutely. The ball. Um, and his passing range is decent. <laughs> You know, and now he's also scoring goals uh, as well, which is huge. 
But yeah, no, you're absolutely right to say that he's kind of been the linchpin and the key, but he's allowed that freedom again because they have the foundation. Zhao Polina and that back line are decent. Yeah. Yeah. They're absolutely. they're good. And that's why I wasn't necessarily concerned for Fulham if they started to score goals, which they have now. Because mm. defensively, they're I told they're sound. <clears throat> that they've got that they've got that locked down and, and that was the annoying bit and why I had to continue to harp on the one point. This is the only point I had. Right. That's fair. Because Very defensively, fair. they're good. You um, know what I mean? So it was, you know, now if Paulina were to get sold in January or get hurt, they could be in trouble and lose every game 5-4 now, um, apparently. What the hell was that, Irons? I think they are also a little tired. Mm-hmm. Um, they haven't had a lot of rotation in that team. Paqueta looked like he was playing with lead in his socks. <laughs> um, he did was not able to stretch his legs at all, and he's not fast to begin with. No. But um, they, they looked very bogged down. They really miss Mikel Antonio. If the little tricky shit doesn't work with Jared Bowen, they seem to be a little bit bereft of ideas. <clears throat> Sometimes you just need the battering ram, and with Mikel Antonio hurt, I mean, he occupies so much space and so much of the center back's mind that they inevitably end up fucking up and even if he doesn't score that gives the space to jared bowen to be able to to find and uh uh, paqueta to find and and find the back of the net um getting him back will be huge for them uh it also doesn't help fabio uh being hurt and fabianski having to play more than a game or two in a row right um because we've seen you know it's he's a bit older now as well He's starting to kind of waver, and I was always I, I was a Fabianski fan always, and anytime Smokey would down him, I'd, I'd text him and be like, "Hey, bro, look at those four, look at those four saves today!" Like he fucking get off his nuts. Year. He was stellar last yeah. year, yeah, absolutely stellar. But um, but he is starting to be shaky from time to time, and you know he's a good backup, but now at at this stage of his career, that's all he is. So if he has to play for an extended period of time, mm-hmm. inevitably you're going to get some mistakes. And I think two of Fulham's goals may have been his fault in this one. Yeah, don't disagree. Um, so you know it's it's a it, a difficult situation, but you know when Antonio comes back from injury and West Ham are able to properly play how they like to play mm-hmm. um and then areola comes back i think they're going to be a bit you know they're going to be comfortable again they're going to be fine yeah i gotta tell you what injuries that is something we're going to be talking a lot about because there's they're not there's a the ton. Only teams. there are so many teams that are just decimated right now absolutely now we turn our attention to another two clubs who have had amazing weeks at their home grounds villa one arsenal nil Everton 2, Chelsea nil. Um, Villa fuck City and Arsenal in the same week. I'd be worried for Villa next week. Ha, me too. Because they've expended a shit ton of energy and in these on, two games. And they're on the road at a at even <sighs> though even though Brentford is decimated with injuries right now, Brentford is very Sorry, fucking guys, hard to beat at home. Right oh, the now, Brentford Community Stadium is very difficult. I'm on a little bit of a hot streak, so I gotta take my jacket off. Oh, look at that! Mel's new kit. Well done. Yeah. Oh, much better now. Good, <laughs> good job. Thank you. Don't eat chips and salsa in that thing. Um, this this <laughs> bright white. This match Porter was beer. feist. <laughs> Still on the ceiling. Feisty, man. Yes, it was. Feisty, feisty match. It it was. It it was actually a bit sloppy from both teams. There was a lot of giveaways Mm -hmm. in midfield. Um, I think Arsenal actually played very well, to be honest with you. And if you play this game nine more times, Arsenal win seven of them. You know, it was. We had more chances. We had more chances on target. We had more of the ball. Um, I wouldn't call it a smash and grab. I'd call it two good teams duking it out. And. Villa happened to come out on top, you know, on a different day. Odegaard puts two of those away. Right. You know, that that the first one, especially right on the penalty spot when Jesus dragged it back to him, he doesn't try to shift it to his left foot. He hits it first time with his right. right. And Emmy Martinez at that point stranded. He took too long to get rid of that ball. He gave Martinez he gave Martinez goals. a yeah. chance to kind of set his to feet. Set him, and to make set a his move. feet. Right. And as soon as he puts it on his left foot, you know which way he's going. He knows where he's going. Especially with two players on him. Yeah. He had two defenders on him. Yeah. So it made that save very, very easy. But John McGinn, I mean, it was a great it was a great move from Villa overall. Um, I think it was what 15, 16 passes or something in the buildup. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, that and entire then, play was just yeah. wonderful to watch. And then it was it was great feet from again. I mean the the collection of the ball was a perfect first touch. The turn, you know, and that touch set him up mm-hmm. for the for the first uh, first time strike with his left foot. Mm. Um, right after the turn, it was it was excellent, um, and good form, you know. But it whatever. I'm not. 
that like when we lost to a last minute city winner in March or whatever it was last season to Rodri and mm. at, at the Emirates. I'm completely proud of the team still. Like it was a good performance. It was fine. Right. It, it just, you know, we, it just wasn't our day. Oh. So, it, you know, it's one of those things. It just is what it is. Villa is hot at home right now. Yeah. We're 15. Mm -hmm. We're on a 15 That is a club streak. record as well. Yeah. Yeah, except for that League Cup match you lost against Everton. Well, it doesn't count. It's not in the league. <laughs> it doesn't matter. I know. I know just, just reminding she you. Just that like, in, he just wants in, to be happy about little, In that little Aww. spot there, you did lose one. You just, You're so just cute. Didn't like the count. little kid going, hey, I'm here. Exactly. Yeah, he's only childing us, Mel. This is our time. This is our <laughs> segment. Since you pointed that out to me, I can't unsee it. <laughs> So, oh, so yeah, it was it, it was a good game overall, mm -hmm. and Villa played very well, and they were good value for money for their win. It yeah. was two very different performances. Emmy started wasting time in about forty one minutes. Hey, good on him. That's how you do it. <laughs> um, Smart keeper. The uh, we will call that a Pickford. <laughs> yeah. The but or, or just or just a Newcastle because <laughs> that also uh, right. the bottom of the shield. I, it's yes. been a bottom while since of, the bottom pour, of the legs. It's been a while since I've had to pour one of these. Uh, yeah, no, yeah, don't lose it. We don't lose very often. I, I tell you, I think the differences in the in this match versus the city match was the city match was an absolute masterclass of probably the best game Villa could have ever possibly played, mm -hmm. and they won. Mm -hmm. This one they won because it wasn't their best match. And they just figured out a way at home with the crowd behind to them. To get it done. Get it fucking done. Yeah, and that's the mark of a good team. I mean, we, we've said it time and time again between, you know, our little bit of a collapse last season and yeah. versus City. You have to win in different ways. You know, yeah. so a lot of managers get stuck into this this philosophy idea of we have to play this way. There's plan A and then there's plan A. Right. Okay. And there's nothing else. With Unai Emery, and it's actually quite strange. He's in his 50s. This is He's long in the tooth as a manager. Um, in general, he changed his tactics completely up I was, with the I wanted, same personnel. I want to point that out. That he was, didn't change a single mm -hmm. player. It was it was incredible to watch. I felt it happen. It was about the 55th minute in the second half, and it started when Watkins and um, Leon Bailey oh 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 had an issue. Goal was coming oh, in. Oh yeah, they had the ball, and uh, Cash ended up saving it out. There was a little bit of a, a disrupt, and then. There was a misstep, and then you just feel the shift. Like, the energy shifted in Arsenal's way, and the momentum started coming. And within eight minutes, Unai made some just, I don't know what changes he made, and we stopped it. Like, you could feel Arsenal was pushing and pushing, and they were going to score. And somehow, we changed the tactics and countered that. That is what impressed me the most about the entire game mm -hmm. was changing tactics midstream. Um, now, yep. a great point, by the way. The <laughs> bringing it back to the penis. Let's let's get no no hold on, just whatever. Um, Speaking of midstream, yes. Uh, do you know why you can't hear a pterodactyl go to the bathroom? Why? Because the pee's silent. There he is pulling up his goddamn joke machine again. <laughs> You're getting abbied. You're getting abbied. <laughs> Abbied. There's just one a lot funny this week, so I figured right. I'd have the dad jokes Be pulled up just you, in case we stalled out a little well, bit. Before you throw down the uh, shot of my lord, let me go ahead and ask this question because I th this will be much like a shot of my lord. Uh, the ending. What do we think? The ending. What about it? Oh, that. Um, Wasn't it cold? It was messy. It was a handball. Could have been a penalty first because it hit Matty Cash's hand first. Did not. It did. Hit the back uh, of his sleeve. I'd say the old Rodri rule. His back was turned. No, as, the back as, of the it, as it came down, it, and it hit his arm. You do see Cash go. Oh, I'm going to grab the ball. He did and almost. No, I'm not. Save. <laughs> like I could see it, and I'm like, oh. And then he stops. No. So I'm annoyed um, that it, anything was given because of the the. It hits Matty Cash first. What's Havertz supposed to do? His hands weren't in an unnatural position. It's not like he was standing there like this. Right. Blocking it or, or you know, whatever. I mean, he did it, manage to let it hit, like, every part of both of his arms. Three times. <laughs> it, it hit him three times because it's carooning back it and forth. It's a pinball machine. It's ridiculous. But that's the way the, the handball rule's written. Yeah. I that's, mean, mm -hmm. That's know, ultimately I was going to get at is that that is the way the handball rule is written. Now, it's if he was not the one that put it in... I think if Eddie and Ketia put it in, this might have been able to argue. It, it. might have been able to argue it a bit more, but you yeah. can't t even accidentally. 
can't have it touch your hand and you be the, the immediate player that gets the touch and puts it in the back of the net. And now, what I would say mm -hmm. is that is Eddie took a swing at that ball, and by my watching of the replay, it's inconclusive who touches it. So mm -hmm. I think there is an argument to be had. But as the rule's written, if Havertz was the one that touched that ball, it can't be allowed even if the handball was accidental, which it was, all three of them, right. because of the proximity of the two players. I was going to say the exact opposite is because the f call on the field was a handball, there wasn't anything clear and obvious to say To overturn that it, that, that's Inkentia fine. Inkentia was the one who touched the ball. Right. Ultimately. Well, that's it, because the video, like I said, was inconclusive. Yeah. But so if they had given the goal to begin with, I don't think they could have overturned it. No, I agree. Actually, very much agree with that point. So if that's how it would have been. They would not have been able. But to what it boils it. down to at the end of the day is it's a shit rule. <laughs> it's a shit rule mm -hmm. because nobody meant to do anything that happened there and nobody was unnaturally bigger or made a motion towards the ball. Mm -hmm. It was a fucking pinball machine that sometimes that happens. Yeah. I don't like that. The referee stops the game when a ball hits him. Now in our day, they were just part of the field. Too bad. Play on. Right. Don't yeah. hit me. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that annoys me now that it's a drop ball. Fair. But so it's just, it's a shit rule. But as <laughs> the way that it's written, yes, you have to disallow the goal. But I think some common sense needs to come in there. You Fair. know, and and uh, the goal should have stood. In our day, the goal would have stood. Yeah. But that's every year. There's a new iteration of the handball rule. Nobody knows the fuck it means anymore. But it was also not called a goal initially. It was right. called a handball initially. Right. Yeah, you know, that and that's I think that's where it ultimately lays out is that it was called a handball right away. That that kind of long. I don't know that it was right away either. I think it took him about 15, 20 seconds to actually call it. He had a good it, old think about it. It was a mess of arms and legs and body parts and you know. Do you know what goal wasn't controversial? John McGinn's slapper in the first ten minutes. All right. Take your shot. <laughs> I don't know, I thought it was a little unoriginal. <laughs> Laughing at his own jokes while doing a shot of my lord. Yeah, you know, Taylor Thompson hey, remember says, that? Uh, uh, you're right, it is unfair. John McGinn's ass is unnaturally bigger. <laughs> now that's clever. <laughs> Very good. Um, he shouldn't have been able to move Gabrielle out of the way like that. Cause, <laughs> just because he's like Shakira and his hips don't lie. It's not fair. <laughs> I listened to the McGinn presser afterwards, and I'm like, I can't understand anything he's saying. Let's put on subtitles. Yep, subtitles can't understand anything he's saying. <laughs> inaudible, inaudible, inaudible. inaudible. Yep, a whole lot of that. Uh, there was one time in an interview, somebody asked him his favorite food, and this is how dense he is, right? He just goes, chips. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, it's the old Ross Barkley Crayon Club, this guy. He's a, got a firm subscription. Sounds about right. Uh, fuck your 10-point deduction, Premier League. Everton's right. gotten back nine in four games. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, wow. It's um, huge. Again, Goodison, a fucking insane asylum. Mm -hmm. Absolute insanity. I think... Uh, this it's been a was, fucking cauldron. Those 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 kids weren't ready for no. what that building was gonna be. No. Not at all. Not even the South American ones this time. <laughs> yeah, they uh Chelsea came out early, had a great shot, but um Pick was right there to make the save. And then after that, what is it about this team that is just different with Dicheball? Because they're <coughs> they find themselves with maybe thirty to 35% possession of a match, but they outshoot their opponents. Well, they're better like, players than the at Burnley. Yeah, but just it's it's insane this but kind of the, style. That's they're the playing. thing is they have they had better players than they did at Burnley. <clears throat> so dice ball becomes more effective as a result of that. Yeah. And I mean, this was a proper Chelsea got diced. Yo, God, yeah. I mean, oh, this absolutely. was big time. It was like, oh, you want the ball? Take the ball. That's yeah. fine. We we don't need the ball yeah. that much. Yeah, you, you'll fuck up and we'll take it away and from you. And that's exactly and what they did. Have lots of opportunities. How about Dwight McNeil finally, uh, a little peach fuzz mustache becoming a man? <laughs> I like that. He's that was, doing very well. Yeah, with his, with his patchy, one. With his patchy weirdo lives in his mom's basement beard. Yeah. <laughs> um, One thing to, to look at um, Chelsea real quick is Reese James goes off in the 20th fucking minute, man. Yeah, it's all the talent in the world with this kid, right? Like he, like everybody gushes over what a great talent he is. Mm -hmm. They giving him the captain's armband, getting red cards, or he's fucking or hurt, hurt all the time. Yep. Like 
hurt all the fucking time. Yeah. Like it's that's got to be just just decimating to that team, especially when. Well, he's the, also he's also quite experienced, right? Of so the they young lose players. That, he's the experienced one. Yeah, so he they lose the experience that he's he's had already. He's played Champions League games. He's played, you know, in in the FA Cup latter stages. He's played in the League Cup latter stages. He's he's got this experience of the Premier League for you know three four years. Mm-hmm. Um, also, obviously played for England a few times as well, and and been on the international stage, and. You know, he could be there as a shining light to some of these young guys. You know, it could be you could be in awe of somebody like you know Tiago Silva, or Paolo Maldini, or whoever, right? But at 39 years old, is Tiago Silva putting his arm around any one of them kids? You don't know. He no. he could be on the way out. He's done. You He's know, Paolo Maldini, to his credit, did do that for the, the entirety of his career. However, I don't know if Tiago Silva's like that. I've never really heard any stories of him. You know, you know putting his arm around players and making them feel better about themselves yeah. his body language on the field doesn't really suggest he's he's very much of a cheerleader no not one um bit. but he's played every minute for chelsea this season yeah well he didn't play this week well, he was right up this until week. this point yeah but it was it's like you know without reese james like what do you what do you, who are you turning to then right in that Chilwell's back line hurt. chillwell's hurt also another yeah. one that gets hurt fairly frequently um so you get gel in his eye uh, yeah. His hair is always perfectly fucking placed. <laughs> it's annoying, um, but yeah, I I mean, it, it was just a, a great performance from Everton again. Um, how about the uh, how about the second goal for the kid Lewis Dobbin? Uh, first professional goal, period, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. And and obviously first goal for for he's, Everton. He's been with Everton since he was an eleven year old boy. And his first goal came at the Gladys Street end, didn't it? Uh, no, it was the other end, unfortunately. Ah, uh, that sucks. Yeah, because Chelsea did that dick move. Uh, a few teams will do it where they'll they'll take the uh, the harsh home side in the first half. You yeah. like go towards their own fans in the second half. You're like, come on, man. <laughs> like, right. You're the away team. Play play the play the rules. Come on now. Right. <laughs> play it the right way yeah i do that at anfield i want to see that yeah you yeah, see you let them run at the cop in the first half yeah see, see how what they goes. do yeah, yeah see, see, what see they if do. you're down five nothing right exactly yeah yeah go for it so i uh, you know i mean chelsea is going if they if they stick with the manager and actually give him time which by all accounts they're supposed to be doing they're gonna be in about eight years' time, they're going to be a force to be reckoned with <laughs> because Tiago Silva will finally have retired and all of those children will finally be fucking adults Yeah, and they'll be able to play. Yeah. But it was just a, a all-around great, great performance from, from Everton. I'm also glad that Cole Palmer got that yellow card. I just wish that's done consistently. Mm-hmm. Even though he got up mm-hmm. and tried to play on, he did dive. Oh God! You yeah. saw him stick his leg out, and then he was like, "Shit, that's not enough contact." Got up and started running again, yeah. and purposely didn't look at the referee. But you could see now. Obviously, we have the benefit of the replay. He doesn't slip. There was no like he lost his feet or whatever, or even anticipated and changed the, the movement of his body. Right. He didn't anticipate contact that never came either. He went looking for contact, didn't get any, still went down, and then got up and tried to play on. Yeah. I wish they would do that consistently, but it's fucking pug mold. <laughs> so we'll never see that for the rest of the season. Nope. They they handed out their one. That's uh like us back in the days. Uh, you know, they would uh the the ref would just decide, okay, I'm gonna call one bad throw a game. Yeah. One. <laughs> Old Garfield. There you go. Call yeah. the one. We're gonna move on. I finally for Everton, um, this is we we've already been saying this. This is a good team. Like, are mm-hmm. they are they like a top of the table team? Fuck no, that's no. that's Arsenal and Villa, right? But but <laughs> but are they? But should they be in the discussion for Europe right now? If it wasn't for the ten points, yeah, y- yeah, yeah, they're 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 a good fucking team playing a very well oiled system that is working perfectly for that set of players. Now, what do injuries bring on? What of course, is, you know what is the there's all but in this moment. And it's been even before the ten point deduction, they've been playing damn near close to perfect. Yeah, I mean, even in the losses, they were playing well. They just couldn't get the ball over in the back of the net. In the three nothing loss to United, they, they dominated had, the game. They, really, they had less of the percentage, they outshot United. Yeah. Like it's just, oh, yeah. it's this this new version of dice ball is just so weird. How it's 
zero possession, but all the shots. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I do have a quick question for you, and then I want to finish this segment on one final point, taking it back quickly to John McGinn and Emmy Martinez, mm-hmm. though. But the first thing I want to ask you is what, how does it feel to be in the special hell this week where your bitter arch rivals Liverpool top the table and the two people you do a show with every week are in second and third <laughs> and you're languishing one spot above the relegation zone and the way that we all look at you and then the chuffness with which Russ operates in his life when Liverpool are top of the table. How do you how do you feel right now? How's this special hell you're living in? Honestly, I, I could give a shit about any of you guys right now. Because you're not in the relegation we're, zone. We're just worried about it? Everton fucking <laughs> not pulling in Everton. That's all we give a shit about. Yeah. So your final thought. Okay, my final thought, Mel, is I know, so I got from an an, an English podcast I listened to, I did get a bit of a transcript, and it is kind of funny, and I thought about it, um, but Sam had moved on already. John McGinn was really towing the company line in that Uh post-match, because he was asked about... are, oh, are y'all, I couldn't understand. Are y'all genuine title contenders or whatever? He says, no, oh. no, not at all. No. We've banned that from the from the room. We haven't. We don't mm-hmm. speak about that. We don't do that. We're not talking about anything. Mm-hmm. Then they turned to Emmy Martinez and they were like, "So were you general title?" He was like, "Man, you have to dream. This is <laughs> it's, this is amazing." So he just could not fucking help himself. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, "Fuck yeah, let's go." Emmy is gonna fucking Emmy. That is for damn sure. <laughs> Rounding out the rest of the league, and oh, so that happened. Liverpool 2, Palace 1, Brighton 1, Burnley 1, Sheffield 1, Brentford 0, Wolverhampton 1, Nottingham Forest 1, Man City 2, Luton 1, Tottenham 4, Newcastle 1. Uh, Ugly, ugly, ugly fucking match, but the Reds find themselves at the top of the league, man. Yeah, I'm... I don't know about anybody else, but I'm very quickly losing faith in Darwin Nunez being the first choice striker. Where's um, Cody Gakpo? Bring yeah, him back. Agreed. Agreed. Uh, it, like Captain Chaos. The yeah. dude just, you never know what he's going to do. No. And it, not usually, it's not great. No, it's normally wrong. <laughs> it's normally the exact wrong thing to be doing. Um, but then that weird shit, like the way he, he kept that ball alive last weekend that we, talk, we talked mm-hmm. about briefly last Monday, or, uh, or maybe it was in the midweek. But it was like, Nobody would think to do that, which is why it caught everybody off guard. But I don't know that he actually meant to do it. I think he fucked up, and it, you know, so I, this dude's weird, man. I don't know. Very uh, interesting. The um, I, I definitely think Will Hughes certainly fouled, and then that's why ultimately the penalty got called back outside the box. But just a very interesting turn of events. Yeah, Will Hughes fouled Endo, and it, yeah. and it was a it, that was. <laughs> but I, I will say that was more of a penalty. I thought than the one that was actually given. Oh, yeah, definitely. The, 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 I don't think there was a clear and obvious error there. What what am I The referee seeing that in real is, time. Have we seen ever a scenario in which instead of looking at the penalty inside of the box, they go back and they review a missed call on the field? Well, because Will Hughes, we have, mm-hmm. but Will Hughes also tackled Endo, got the ball, <laughs> made the pass, Foul immediately happens. Right. I'm okay with that. Yeah. Versus penalty gets missed. They allow play for five minutes and then they go, oh, wait a second. There was, we never looking at something because that was the first time the ball went out of play. Fair. Which is what happened with the second penalty. It was just, it was just interesting, interesting to me how that all kind of played out. I don't, I don't remember personally seeing that happen before. Arsenal scoring that goal at United last season. Oh, okay. They scored the goal. It wasn't a penalty. They scored a goal, but Odegaard got called for the foul on whichever piece of shit United player he tackled, which Uh, wasn't a foul either, by the way. It was Erickson, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That that makes perfect sense. I got you now. I just just didn't remember that, so forgive me. That's the only reason why I asked that question. So I the non I would have been if that was us if that was Jesus in that position for the the one that got given um and then and given by VAR I'd be I'm perfectly fine with the no call yeah that is a bit of a coming together they're both going for the ball the yeah. sure he kind of clips his heel as he's as he's kicking through the ball or whatever it but was the ball's already away at that but point the ball was he made contact with the man in the ball at like the same time yeah. in my opinion yeah. and it, it just it see it wasn't a clear and obvious error the referee saw the action he he physically watched it happen and decided there was no foul i don't think you should be looking at that yeah agreed 
I, I thought that was a bit strange for the for the palace goal. Um, now, real quick, I do want to mention uh, something I forgot. We were talking about it on injury time, and I was just talking about kind of like the decisions that um, Palace have been making, and I was like, why the fuck isn't Decore playing? Uh, Decore's not playing because he's out for the entire fucking season. Yeah. <laughs> so that's uh, my bad, not noticing that. And uh, But I will say the following, him not out there makes a world of difference. For I mean, we talk Absolutely about how important does. Eze is he's equally as important mm-hmm. because he allows people like Eze to run around because he holds down the fort. And, uh, you know, certain- you know what, mm-hmm. you know, don't worry. You know, it's hard to keep up with all, all 20 teams. Like we try to do, especially knowing as much as we know about our own clubs. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say this is Brad's fault. <laughs> Should have been in touch, dickhead. <laughs> That's okay? just you wanting to blame Brad. <laughs> <laughs> of course it is. <laughs> Um, but that's why I look right down the barrel of the camera with uh, a straight face. But this is what this is exactly what Liverpool has been able to do is is you know what it's not going your way. Figure out a way to fucking win. They figure out a way to fucking yeah, win. Yeah, I mean that, that's the the stuff of champions is winning ugly, right? Mm-hmm. And that you know that's something that we've said about Arsenal in the first few months of the season where you know their backs were against the wall and they end up pulling out a result late, like that Luton game. Mm-hmm. We'd have drawn that last season. Yep. we wouldn't have found that winner. Right, you know what I mean. And then Liverpool, they wouldn't have scored these late goals if if they if their credentials weren't up there. Right. Even Villa, winning in two very different ways and very different styles, three days apart. Right. That's against at the time the two top teams in the country. Yeah, exactly. That's huge. I mean, that all three. You could legitimately say, and then you can never rule City out because, especially because they finished so strong, and they still remember they still have De Bruyne to come back from injury. Right, precisely. At the end of next, at the end of this month, he's supposed to be back in full training. So, um, they're only going to get better. So, I mean, you can genuinely think that there's four teams in this title race now. Yeah, I think Spurs are, are well and far gone. Yeah, I, I, I think they're going to drop more points by the time Van der Ven comes back from injury. Yeah. Um, and they'll they'll be pretty much done and dusted. I think they're still. But it was in, fun while it lasted for that nine minutes. I think they're still in the discussion for Champions League because I think that ultimately Villa might trail off there towards the end just because they haven't fucking been there before. Yeah, I mean it have. It's just been a very long time, right. <laughs> very long, like right. the mid eighties, right. exactly. <laughs> um, you won the league in black and white. <laughs> you won the league in black and white. <laughs> you won the league in the sixties. <laughs> but but you know uh, what they one you know of what my they also done they've won Europe yeah twice, twice. <laughs> you haven't no you know who else have Forrest <laughs> I really loved that I, uh, last season the Forest and City fans singing back and forth inside the city ground mm-hmm. it said um, you weren't alive when the Champions League happened and said you won't be when y'all finally win one <laughs> the back and forth chaining between the two pretty, clubs was brilliant pretty brilliant um seagulls uh end up with another draw man and um honestly burnley had some good chances in this match they did i mean it just wasn't brighton's day honestly they they had 11 shots on target from 29 total 29 total it, shots. Trafford made and a couple of brilliant seven, yeah, saves right and at the 72% end. 72% of the ball. I mean, Burnley really rode their luck in this game. On any other day of the year, Brighton would have won 4 0. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And the goal, I think, was this. No, it wasn't this one. It was Sheffield United where the goal was absolutely fucking phenomenal. Oh, yeah. That was um, a brilliant goal. But, and who who's Simon Edingra, by the way? I've never heard of him. Have you? Yeah. <laughs> He's the one that gets the goal. Yep. This is a lot like Lewis Dobbin. Yep, just bring the him fuck? on. Bring him the kid. Let him get it. These people. And yeah, they had that one chance right near the end uh, that um, Connor Roberts just missed. But then after that, uh, Trafford with a couple of just a couple of very good saves, couple of brilliant fucking saves, really. Yeah, I mean, honestly, he should be brought in at United and take over for Onana. Oh yeah. He should take over the stadium construction, too, because he just saves things. <laughs> nah. Be United, New Trafford. United likes to spend money. <laughs> they, don't like to, they don't like to save money. Um, yeah, let's go ahead and talk about it. What a brilliant goal in the Sheffield match. <gasps> and James uh, McAtee, stand up and be counted, son. Uh, Brentford are struggling with injuries right now. Oh, yeah. Now. They're the, talking, the latest team that's been hit by the injury bug. We, we, we talked about Tottenham. We talked about Newcastle. Their injury list is just as fucking long, and they don't have the bench that those teams have. They are really fucking hurting right now. Yeah, they're struggling. 
Yeah, you're having a little trouble there with that sip. That was there, a big sip. It was a big. It was a big sip. It was a big sipper. It was a big sip of cast strength scotch. Um, but but for for Sheffield, this I also is exactly, still have the remnants of my first shot on Malort for three heard, months. You heard. Uh, this is what you uh, you know. This is what you needed with Wilder coming in. Brentford were frustrated for large stretches of the game because Sheffield United were busy. They mm. were hurrying them. They were making things very difficult for Brentford to play through their lines. Where was this desire under Heckenbottom at all? Right, because it's the same fucking players. Right. And if he had lost the dressing room, which by the effort shown in these last two games by Sheffield United, you have to assume that he did. The players weren't playing for him. Why wasn't he gone sooner? Why wasn't he gone sooner? That's exactly what I said. <laughs> these last two performances suggest that he had lost the dressing room. Why did they wait so long to fire him? Because they may have dug themselves too much of a hole to get out of. Yeah, no, they, I, I very much agree with that. Especially with Bournemouth's uptick in form, Everton's uptick in results. Form's been decent. Uptick in results. Um, and negating the entire, essentially, the entirety of the 10-point deduction in in the last three games. They need to hope that um, Forrest and Palace keep falling. Right. Because that's the only but way wh- you're getting Why out. would you take that long to make the change? What is it? I mean, did they have to scrape together? I mean, they're, they're owned by a sheik. Mm-hmm. Do they have to really scrape together a couple million quid to pay off Heckenbottom? Is it that difficult? I really I don't mean, know. By all accounts, the finances of the club aren't great. I don't know if they're under FFP um, investigation or not. But they are owned by part a, a guy who's supposedly not affiliated with the PIF posse, but I don't necessarily believe that, of course. Um, but he's a, a Saudi prince as well. Why? I, I just don't understand why it took so long to pull the trigger there. Oh, I and agree. That's not, I, com- I completely agree. So you I, know, I, I hear what you're saying. You're watching the word, yeah. But so I, it's, it's just very strange to me. And I, I wonder if they waited too long and, and they're done and dusted anyway. If that that hole's too deep to climb out of, um, Forrest desperately needed that point. Um, from the way it Saves all sounded, Cooper's job for the is, moment, yeah, is that Cooper was losing his job if they didn't get a did point he, out of that game. I know he looks like an alien anyway, right? Mm-hmm. But did he not look like when they scored that goal? I don't know if you clocked it when they showed him. He was extra squinty. It looked like he'd been crying for about six days. <laughs> his eyes were swollen as fuck. Yeah, it was pretty. He walked around like that. I, I, it was a very ugly game. Wolves controlled most of it. Again, on another day, I think Wolves walk out of this game 3 4 0 winners. Yep. Um, another another Cunha goal. Another Cunha he's, goal. And it was a, a slick piece of play for a bit. He was find ways to yeah. score. He, last season, when they first brought him on, he was really, it wasn't working. Uh-huh. But he has definitely found his form. It was an excellent, excellent passage of play from Wolves as well. I mean, they, there was a ton of passes in the buildup, it was, it was slick stuff. I also think it was very unlucky that Craig Dawson didn't get that cleared off the line, yeah. um, that overhead kick. So Forrest's goal, you know, granted they, it, it counts just the same, but they um, they were a bit fortunate there because he got his foot, he made the connection. It was so high up in the goal, though, that it ends up hitting the backside of the crossbar. If he yeah. waited for it to drop a little bit, that ball's at midfield. Yeah. And it's cleared. Yeah. Yeah, don't disagree. You know, so it, it was a, a pretty fortunate that Forrest even got that goal to begin with. It really could have been uh, Wolves' day. Hatters Unlucky. shock City at the end of the first half at Kenilworth Road. I was shocked by the entire performance. nothing. Yeah, I was shocked by the entire performance. Yeah. They worked their socks off in that game. Mm-hmm. Again, just like they did against uh, Arsenal, just like they did against mm-hmm. Liverpool. And Rodri was there for this one. Yeah, yeah. And it was it was pretty crazy. No Holland, though, which is right. interesting. Um, I don't know if he's being rested uh, for whatever reason or if he actually picked up a little bit Said of a knock a or something. Foot injury is what yeah, they've been I saying. I think they but, lied. Yeah. <laughs> Personally. Um, I think he's been missing a few chances he normally takes, and Pep was a little pissed off. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Instead of saying he's uh, giving, giving him a little bit of a break. Instead of giving going, the press something to yeah, talk about, he's yeah, he's blamed it on an injury. slight fracture in the foot. He's going to just. He'll be fine in six day day. days. We'll see yeah. how he's doing. Yeah. Yeah, exactly right. But uh, Luton were were excellent. It was it was sloppy by city standards, but Luton really did. I mean, they were and they had a stretch of 10, 15 minutes in the second half towards the end where they were pushing for an equalizer. Mm-hmm, absolutely, and it, the it, they were playing very very well. Um, you can't say it's a fortress because of the results, but you could definitely tell the crowd is starting to lift these players mm-hmm. at Kenilworth Road, and it's, it's a, a shame. boost. It's definitely a boost. It's it's a shame that the stadium wasn't ready for the start of the season and they had that kind of truncated um home schedule because the first five or six games were away 
you know, because they were waiting for the the uh, uh, the stadium redevelopment to get done. But because um, I think if they had, they had had that feeling to start the season, I think they'd have picked up a fair few more points. Might be in a better position when right they now. were more of a surprise package. Yeah. If we didn't have six games of film from away games to watch before we came here and played you, right? Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. But no, they're they're. I'm I'm really I love the story. I'm really liking everything about Luton. I just I wish some results would change. And whenever you think you want to count him out, there's Bernardo Silva doing it again. No shit. <laughs> like the man is fucking timeless. Yeah, it's, it's, I'm st- I'm still reminded of that. Um, uh, this I want to say it was about three seasons ago. The the match against Liverpool, where I told you that the entire time I was watching the TV. I never saw Bernardo Silva not be in the screen and still at the ages he has, that he's at now. Same. He's fucking every, yeah. everywhere. He's Ask very him to efficient. Play center back. He'll play fucking center back. He's He'll very efficient. He'll do it all. Yeah. He does it all. He's very, all. very efficient with his running too because there's no way anybody could be that fit. You know, Honestly. He, exactly. So he's just, he moves so well without yeah. the ball. Think smart. Um, Richie with a brace, Son with two assists and a brace, and uh, complete domination of Newcastle, who, frankly, they just look like they need to take a nap, man. Oh, yeah. They're tired. The the boys are tired. So I don't know if this is inexperience or just stubbornness from Eddie Howe, but after that second goal goes in, and you know the game's gone, why not sub Kieran Trippi off? Yeah. Just give him a break. Because you've there's got, no reason to have him out there and risk injury. Well, and part of the team that you've got on the bench that are experienced players are defenders. So go ahead and throw a defender out there. Throw yeah. Richie out there. Yeah. You know, just let give him, him a break. Yeah. Give him a fucking break. Give him a break. I mean, even Joe Linton looked like he was finally coming down from that meth high he had on an international <laughs> break a few weeks ago. Uh, and he's the one that got the goal. Finally. Yeah. Um, but no, nah, I mean, this game basically came down to Spurs having more available first team players than Newcastle. Yeah, um, really. It's very different if Newcastle have their full complement of players. I think this game is obviously a lot more even. Still a bit of a coin toss, but a lot more even. Um, but and, and Newcastle had their, a few chances. They had shots. They just couldn't put anything away. Vicario was decent. And they were more half chances than they were proper chances. Uh, but how, how about this for once? Richarlison? More goals than yellow cards. Well, the other thing, too, I say about him, this motherfucker. <laughs> I don't know why he still does the pigeon celebration when he's got that cock on his badge. Because <laughs> now he just looks like the fucking cock on the ball. Sure money. I lost again. I'm now down $147. Measly losing. That's fine. Um, so I'm not terribly concerned. Uh, but still down nonetheless. Um, and, you know... My cup of losers is mm-hmm. going to say uh, an original 1-0. Yeah. You have uh, your normal. Which is also why I wore this, too. Dort Spirect. There you go. An original 1-0. An original 1-0. <laughs> so All there it right. is. The old Dort Spirect cup of losers. All right. How did um, you fare, my friend? Um, I also uh, missed as well because I underestimated uh, how tired Newcastle truly was. Um, so I wrote for my cup of losers. If you bet Spurs to be Spursy, but they aren't Spursy, well, isn't that also Spursy? It's <laughs> <laughs> pretty good. Yeah, it's not bad at all. I thought so too. I was quite proud of that one. Yeah, pretty but good. But unlike you, I am still up one hundred and sixty-one dollars. Big Sam's lock of the week. Could you know that twenty-six point six? It's still such a bad number. Seven percent of the time, it works a hundred percent of the time, baby. That seven sneaks in right at the end. Just kind of, it, it just puts a end on it. You know where the normal three point three just kind of goes on. It needs some. It's still a fucking point. It's still such a shit number. I love that you're sticking with the bit after five fucking years. Five and a half years now. It is. The bit's solid. The bit's fucking solid. Um, I'm going to go ahead and take your boys to win and over three and a half goals total in the match. Um, So I'm thinking like a three to one, in my opinion. Okay. And I'm going to, and that's at a plus 205. Nice. Yeah. All right. See how that goes. Uh Uh-oh. Phone cut out. All right. So I've got Pat's email. And now, 
it's time for our degenerate gambling friend, Pat's Pick of the Week. I feel so bad for him. The email is titled, The Worst Year Ever. Uh, and here we go. And I quote, uh, well, I lost again, and it's getting bad. I'm down $1,375. So this week, I'm not going to try and pick winners. I'm just going to pick overs. So I'll take the over two and a half goals in the Villa-Brentford match for minus 140 and parlay that with the over in the Everton-Burnley match for minus 110. That pays off on a $125 bet at $285. It's not a lot, but guys, I just need a win. I'm starting to get worried. There's no digging my way out of this hole. Let's get through these next couple weeks, and maybe there's some good luck in the new year. Talk to you, talk to next week for some Christmas bonus check bets. There we go. Whatever that means. <laughs> Bad ideas. Nine way parlay. Something right. Uh, I'm not far off. Like I said, I lost last week again, so this week is going to be another story. Mm-hmm. Tottenham will beat Forest. I'm. I, this is me. What do they call it? Affirmations? No, manifesting. Mm-hmm. I'm manifesting, Sam. Tottenham will beat Forest. Chelsea will beat Sheffield United. City will beat Palace. Everton will beat Burnley, and Arsenal will beat Brighton. And I thought plus six seventy one was a pretty generous offering for that because as they're all favorites. Okay. So it's not Terrible bad. Terrible with money. Thanks. <laughs> Thank you so much. Uh, you do know that. Um, Adrissa Gay and uh, Jared Branthwaite are both out for Everton because of uh, accumulation of yellow cards. Nice. Yeah, so that's um, going to hurt who, the bet there. Who were you playing, though? It's Burnley. You're fine. <laughs> it's Burnley will it. be fine. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Oh, um, well, you know who else is going to be fine? Who's that? The chicken. Nice. Well, a kitty hit with the draw and sits at nine and five. So this week... I gave Kitty Chelsea welcoming Sheffield United. Now Kitty pulled out a photo of her at the $7 million contract shining of Shoshi Ontani at the LA Dodgers. Mm. Now we know that Todd Bowley owns a piece of the Dodgers and Chelsea. So I'm guessing Kitty's going to pick Chelsea to beat Stop good. Well, and we do know Todd Bowley likes to write a check. That's for damn sure. <laughs> I love that you didn't correct my pronunciation because you don't know how it's pronounced either, and we're just going to go with it. Uh, Shoshi Antani. That's what I said. Yeah, you did You did it correctly. That's I actually why did I didn't, it correctly. Yeah, that's why I didn't uh, correct ah! you. Do you know what else I'm correct about? What's that? Gambling legally and responsibly. Very good. Well, that's going to wrap it up, boys and girls. Uh, Mr. Graham, any parting words? No, not really. Um, I don't think there was much going on uh i got one for you um right. uh, apparently in recent time uh both at liverpool and at everton away fans will have been kind of making fun of uh liverpool as a city having a little uh issues with um uh working hungry um people and they will say feed the scousers feed the scousers like working poor yeah the working yeah. poor and they'll scream that um Everton, in a fun little way of doing it with uh, the, you know, famously very, very Tory side, Chelsea was in town, started screaming, feed the Scousers, feed the Scousers. They put up on the scoreboard uh, the uh, advertisement for the local food bank that everybody gives charity to. Nice. <laughs> nice. And uh, they have said that that is intentional and that they did it against Newcastle. They're doing it against Chelsea. And anybody that wants to do that chant, that will immediately fucking go up on the scoreboard. Nice. Just let them know that if they're so concerned about feeding the Scousers, there's a charity that they can help out. You know what that is? That's super akin to, um, do you remember when, shockingly and terribly, Samuel Eto'o, no. Might have, been, might have happened to Samuel Eto'o also. Uh, but uh, it was actually Danny Alves. I was going to say, Eto was in Russia at one point playing for Moscow. So, yeah, it definitely happened. Well, no, it was, it was both of them were at Barcelona, but I think Eto was the one that did like scored and then ran over to the away fans and made like monkey motions. Right. To, because they were calling him a monkey all game, um, which is abhorrent. Uh, but I think it was Danny Alves that got a banana thrown at him. Mm-hmm. They picked it up and ate it. <laughs> 
bananas are nice, uh, full of potassium, <laughs> oh, yeah. calcium. You gonna get leg cramps but on I, the pitch? A little I, I, potassium I think, would do the trick. I think he was taking a corner or a throw in, but it was uh-huh. over in that area, like in front of the away fans, and someone chucked a banana at him. So he picked it up, opened it, right. And then tossed it over the advertising hoardings and took whatever action. I can't remember if it was a throw <laughs> or a corner, but absolutely brilliant. Yeah, it was still chewing. It was, you know, it was fantastic. When, whenever, just absolutely taking the piss out of them. Whenever anybody wants to punch down, just uh, remind them they're punching down. You know, yep. let oh, them know yeah. the good they can do instead. That's it. That's easy. All right. Well, next up is going to be uh, injury time, where we talk about our fantasy league. We also uh, talk about the beers we've been drinking, check in on our adopted clubs, and preview the weekend's action. Should somebody want to find injury time, Sam, how do they go about doing it? Absolutely. It's patreon.com forward slash the football show. You just sign up to that brilliant $5 tier, the only one we got. You get all of our extra stuff. So uh, check that out as soon as possible. Help keep the lights on here at the show. I mean, we are to the point where sometimes we have to unscrew light bulbs just to get by. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Uh, hang out for... Uh, <laughs> In fact, we're going to go... Uh, we're going to unscrew some light bulbs for the next show because it's going to be darker. Hang out for... Uh, DU After Dark. Yeah. DU does the EFL as well. Uh, if you're watching a stream right now, we're going to go ahead and do that show in just a moment. And, of course, for all your holiday shopping needs, go to the DU Drip Shack and buy the flyest, flyest gear in the market. That's right. Until next week, everybody. Good night. Born in the land of Bowie, Maryland Bred to be a fan of fucking Everton Punch you in the eye and drink your rye Sam Houston Sam Houston? Arsenal fans have another Sam Right day, the fucking Gooner Graham Smells of a lord, but straight in shorts Sam Grammy Sam Graham Hit the fucking new button!